Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy podcast. And today I have the 
pleasure of bringing a guest on uh, who I've known for quite some time. And her name is Brooke Griffin. She is the author of Skinny Suppers, 125 Lightened Up Healthier Meals for Your Family. And she is the creator of SkinnyMom.com. This is where millions of women from around the world get the skinny on healthy living. So she's best known for her wildly popular lightened up recipes. And after starting a family of her own and struggling to lose her baby weight, Brooke set out to help women like herself cook full flavor lightened up meals that don't take hours in the kitchen. So you guys, I am beyond thrilled to bring all of her tips and information, not only on how to live healthier, but she truly shares so much information about her story of getting through really challenging times, through struggle, through creating the cookbook, through pulling herself out, through her faith. And you guys, I can't wait for you to listen in. So here we go. Brooke, I am so excited and honored to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Lori. I am beyond excited to be um, to be talking to you, just to connect with you, but then be part of the show is great. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, when I was thinking of people that I wanted to have on, I literally was like, oh my goodness, I have not connected with Brooke in a while. And, you know, I see you all over. I love your Instagram. I know you just came out with a cookbook that you sent me. I have it in my hand, Skinny Suppers. And I will tell you, Um, (laughs) this book has made me so hungry in the best way (laughs) that literally tonight I'm going to go look through it so that I can start a recipe, but why don't we go way back to the beginning? I would love for people to get to know you because to me, you are like the entire package, but you, your heart is so big that I want people to really know, um, the journey and I really want people to know you. So can you take me back to a time maybe before, uh, fitness and before you really got into this lifestyle? I mean, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll kind of, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but I'll, I'll take you back. Um, I mean, my story goes, I, you know, grew up in Southeastern Kentucky, um, small town and, you know, I'm going to share this just because it'll be part of the journey. You'll understand. But I, uh, my fa- my family was really, we, we were a, a small town family and we would go to my granny. She lived next door and she cooked these big meals and we would, you know, eat dinner together. But we really um, had these great memories around our conversation and faith. Like faith was a huge part of my growing up. My mom was a choir director. So I share that just to say like that was a huge part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. And um as I moved away to college, I was the first to go to my college and my family, but I've always been athletic. I mean, uh, I joke that, and it's true, I taught my first aerobics class at 15 years old. So that was just like kind of a part of me. And so when I went away to school, um, I became very active in um, health and fitness. I was a collegiate cheerleader. I kind of helped pay for my college as a personal trainer. And then that's actually when I started getting interested in the fitness competitions and, you know, spent a couple seasons cheering for the NFL. But it was during this time, too, that I really walked away from that faith upbringing and, and really kind of turned my back on God and said, you know, I've kind of got my life together. I know what I want to do with myself. And um, I, I, I couldn't that could not have been further from the truth. But that's just kind of my path. And then in uh, 2009 was kind of a, a big moment. I competed for, in the fitness competitions and actually won um, the Fitness Universe contest and started doing a lot of things in the fitness space. But the real pivotal moment for me would actually be um, several years later when um, 
I had my son. I had just, um, you know, a year before I'd gotten married and I was a new mom and I was in just this really difficult place in my life, meaning I'd had my new son. I'd gained 70 pounds. So I'd went from being, you know, kind of at this, the, the most in shape I'd ever been just, you know, two years before. And now I've had my son, I've gained all this weight and I'm dealing with depression and anxiety because I'm going through an unexpected divorce. Mm. I didn't have a job. I was 30 years old. I had to move back in with my parents. And I really felt like I had lost everything. Mm. And it was at this moment that I, I mean, I can remember I really just was crying and weeping. And I just cried out and said, you know, God, if you're real, I need you right now. Mm. And that was the moment that would radically change my life because I know that he spoke to my heart. I um, truly took this and, you know, in the days and the weeks that followed, I felt like there was hope now and I started saying, you know, what do I want to do with my life? What am I going to do? And I had this creative idea and I said, you know, you've always had a passion for health and fitness, you know, start doing this now for you, but don't do it for you. Do it for, for your son and help inspire others around you. And I started a blog called skinnymom.com where moms get the skinny started posting workouts. And then, you know, thinking back to my granny cooking, I said, you know, I want to cook for my son. I want to have these memories. And so I started cooking meals. A lot of them were her recipes, lightening them up and making them, you know, what I called skinny. And um, I started posting them and it went from family and friends coming and visiting the website to a couple thousand. And what it is today is far bigger than anything I could have ever dreamed, Lori. I mean, you know, we get about 6 million unique visitors a month to the website each month. And now with the cookbook, it's just incredible. But I, I share my story really just to give God the glory because he gets the credit for everything for sure. But um, it's, it's, it's just been a journey that, uh, that I could have never seen, um, you know, turning out the way that it did. Mm, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's really going to touch a lot of people because I find that women, when they go through something traumatic like that, a lot of people or people in general tend to isolate themselves. And what I love that you said is you, you know, you asked, you reached out to God, you, you moved back in with your family, you prayed and it's because it can't be done alone. Right. So it's reaching out for help and asking. So what were some other things that you did just to make sure it sounds like you poured yourself back into that thing that you knew helped you from the beginning, but were there other things that you made sure to do each day to kind of pull yourself up out of that? Yes. Like I completely changed, you know, just, um, I got really intentional with how I spent my time each day. Well, I was busy being a new mom, but then also I started saying, okay, you know, I want to start my day. I became intentional with praying every day, doing a devotion. And I started writing things down. I think there's such power and, you know, not only writing your goals down, but just really having accountability through writing and making sure that, for me, it was my health. So I wanted to write, you know, different health goals that I had and different, um, you know, as I think about um, as I was starting my company, just different goals I had of things that I wanted to try to accomplish. So I'd write those down. And I look back now at those journals and it's just like, wow, you know, because I can see God moving through all those different situations. Mm -hmm. But I can also look back and read how far he's brought me, if that makes sense. So I'm a mm -hmm. big I'm a big advocate of just writing things down. But then I think I took a completely different approach than what I had used to do, with, 
had been used to doing with my health and fitness, you know, before I had my son, because before I was used to having the, the time to go spend, you know, an hour at the gym and, um, you know, I just had more time and that was kind of my focus. But now I think things, you know, at this time had really shifted. And I said, I want to focus on taking care of myself every day that was a focus, but I saw it as it wasn't an all or nothing. Like I just tried to do what I could do. So it would be working out from home, doing a couple things or, you know, getting out and playing with Easton. And then I really became focused on just eating more of my meals at home and cooking a lot more and planning out things. Mm-hmm. That is amazing advice. And I really want you to break it down for the people who are listening, because I think even people who, you know, I love your journey, Brooke, because what you guys don't know, I met Brooke at a fitness competition and literally it was like this incredibly sweet. You could just, like I said, you can feel this woman's soul when you speak to her and how much she cares about people. And then I watched you on stage and I was like, what kind of acrobatic ninja is this? Like she flips and she's powerful and it's so intense. You moved me to tears when I watch you um, at your fitness competition. So what I love about your journey is that people think once they get there, they're there. Like, oh my gosh, this woman must have it all together. It must be just how it is, but it's a practice and different things in your life can happen where it can take you out. And truly, I mean, you were not expecting what you went through. You weren't expecting a divorce. You weren't expecting to gain the weight that you had. So, okay. So it's day one for you again, right? It is like the beginning it's day one. What is the first thing for a listener who is, um, just really overwhelmed with what to start with? Is it, is it journaling? Is it just focusing on one meal? What would you say? What did your day one look like? Okay. Here's day one. Okay. Here's day two. Yeah. So if I had to say day one, like I'm going to, I love like list of threes. So the first thing I would definitely start with that journal. There is just power in writing things down, make your list of goals and write every day commit to just saying, you know, I'm going to write a couple sentences. Um, I try to do it in the morning always, but even at night when you're going to bed, if there's a few, a little time that you can put to just kind of look at your day and say, how did I do today? So that's the first thing. The second thing I would commit to trying if, if you've never, you know, made a, made any changes to your, to your meals and things, I would try to say, you know, you're going to eat at least one healthy meal or, or my motto is never eat a bad meal twice. So, um, I would commit to saying planning out that one meal and I would start with dinner just because that's usually the ones that we have to serve our family. So I would start with that dinner meal and say, you know, what, I'm going to cook a healthy meal tonight. And then I, if, if things go wrong or unexpected in my day, I'm not going to throw in the towel, this all or nothing attitude and say, okay, I'm going to start next week. No, just get right back on track when you can. And then the third thing I would say, and this is how I still live, do something active. So if for me, I have three exercises that if I have not worked out, I will do them before I go to bed. Like it is like routine. I know what they are because it takes literally five minutes, but it just makes me feel better, you know, and I did something today. So I would say do something, even if it's working out, you know, at home with a couple exercises. Mm, I love that. And I have a question for you because so many people ask me because they hear successful people journaling. What did those, what did those first couple sentences look like? What did you write? What did you say? What was it? Was it writing down goals or did you actually just write out your feelings? Yeah, for me, I, and just going back to that faith piece, I mean, I, if you look at my journals from when I started, um, I would say that they were very much a lot of things that I needed help with because I was in a place of like, okay, help me today to 
eat healthy or help me to find time to work out because I was praying, you know, it was part of my prayer. Um, but now as I look through journaling, um, you know, when I first started, it truly was, like you said, a couple sentences or just a couple goal, like I want to cook healthy, a healthy meal. And I would sometimes even write out the recipe. As I look back, I can see some of the recipes that I would write out, the title of them. Um, but now I can literally write pages and it's more of, you know, the things that I'm thankful for. I always try to, um, I found as, you know, through this process that having just starting off with thankfulness, just the things that I'm thankful for usually puts me in a better mm. uh, mindset to have a, 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 what I think is a more productive and um, just better day. So I try to do that. And then I try to list out things that I want to get accomplished that day. And then, and that always includes working out and eating healthy. But then I also, you know, if there's something on my heart or something that I'm worried about, or, um, you know, maybe is um, just something that I need to make a decision on, I kind of always write that down there because I feel like for me, if I write it down, um, I am a very you know, spiritual person that it gives me comfort in knowing like, okay, he's heard that prayer. He knows that thought I'm having. So he's going to help, you know, help me make that decision or help me, you know, get through whatever it is that I need to get through that day. Mm, I love that. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in offering up your worry because it's not ours to worry about and just letting it go. And I think writing is so, that's such a great way to release it, put it down and just say, I, it's out. It's yours now. Take this from me. <laughs> it's I, I, not for me to handle. I love that, Lori. And don't you think when you write, you know, after you go through whatever it is you were worried about, you can go back and look at that date and say, you know, I wrote that down and gave it to you and look how great the outcome is. Because I always think he has big outcomes and mm. works things out better than we could. Always. So. It's better than it's better than we could ever imagine. And looking back, I, I think that's what I want people to know is I, I think that it's better than what you could possibly fathom. So it's worth all of the, you know, those moments where you feel like you're sacrificing in hard work because it, your brain can't even wrap around how good the blessings are going to be. Completely agree. Yes. Mm. So, so many people that I talk to who are super successful, we can't help but talk about um, healthy food. Why do you think that is? You know, I think when you feed your body healthy food and you're used to eating healthy, um, healthy food, one, I just think you're going to have more energy to get more things accomplished. And I do think successful people, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into to kind of getting or reaching your goals. So you've got to have a lot of fuel. You've got to have a lot of energy. And for me personally, you know, when I, and I say this because, um, a lot of times it happens on vacation. If I'll sometimes let myself go and I won't eat as healthy as I should, I kind of feel just a little bit, um, I don't feel as good as I normally do. I just don't feel like myself mm -hmm. and I can just tell it affects my energy. And so I am just a big believer in eating healthy because it's going to fuel you. You're going to take care of yourself better and you're going to feel, have a better mindset to go out and accomplish the things you want to get done. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Amen. And it's so, yes. it's so much our channel to hear. I always talk about this. It's our channel to hear God speak or whatever you believe in. It's, it's that channel. Our bodies are the way that we communicate, you know, in through which we feel. So it's funny because we just had Easter and it was a beautiful day. It was like a fantastic, amazing day, but I did totally overindulge. And on Monday Thank I was <laughs> totally dragging, but you know what? You just have to switch those thoughts and be like, okay, it was worth it. It's going to be fuel. So, you know, I love, love, love your cookbook because 
here is why. <laughs> not only because of the amazing pictures and all of the recipes in there, but because it's not extreme. It's like all of my favorite foods turned into something healthy. So tell me about what, like the entire thought process around just eating is for you. And I think people, you know, they'll look at someone like you and think, oh, she must eat perfect. Or how do you stay on that? Or how do you make that happen? So what's the theory behind what you're doing? Yeah. So actually it comes from, you know, if I go back to competing in fitness and that, that was a very different, um, I guess, food philosophy that I had back then, mm-hmm. um, which there's nothing wrong with it. It, it, it. it worked and it was, but it was very hard for me personally mm-hmm. to maintain long term. So my food philosophy now is the recipes, every recipe in here is true to how I live my life. I live it very balanced. I don't, you know, follow strict diets and I don't sacrifice the things that I love and want to eat. I just try when I cook to to do what I call like skinny swaps and swap things out and that's become a way of life for me. So it allows me to take some of my favorite comfort food recipes or Southern inspired recipes and lighten them up enough so that I can truly eat them every night um, and not have to feel guilty. And they taste really good because that's the thing for me is I want food to taste good. Like I want to cook a meal and when my family comes over, I don't want them to know that it's, you know, healthy or skinny food. Like I want them to think that they're, they're eating, you know, something that's you know, full of all kinds of flavor and they can have nice size portions. Mm, I love that. That has so become my theory after fitness too, because it's like the more extreme measure I took, the more extreme the crash, right? It was like, oh my gosh. So, you know, what I want people to listen to that you are saying is that you created this beautiful life of purpose. You're giving your gifts. You're really living in your genius right now, creating things that you love. And I'm sure that time is flowing and passing in such a beautiful way because you're enjoying it. But this came out of a really dark time. So what, where did you have to go mentally to um, open up your mind to be able to see the creativity and realize that you had so much purpose within what had just um, happened to you? How did you make that shift into um, creating something that also pulled you out of where you were at? So, you know, I really, and I think for me, as I look back, it truly was at this place of brokenness and this place of where I truly felt like a failure. I mean, I'm okay to admit that now because everything in my life I felt like I had lost. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was truly, you know, tapping into, into my faith. And, and that has, as I shared again, it has completely changed my life. I think because one, I um, had hope for what my future could look like. So that was this sense of hope. And I think every day when you wake up and you're hopeful and you anticipate that good things are going to happen to you, I think it does allow for you to step out and reach, you know, some of the goals and dreams that you have. Mm -hmm. But then also I think over this journey, I've seen such a change in who I am as a person, because I think that before, um, my encounter with faith and before, um, you know, I, I allowed God to really come in my life and, and do a work in me. I put so much value in the accomplishments and the things that I felt like I was doing by my own strength. And now I can see that it really isn't by my strength, but it's by his. So it takes so much pressure off of me because I know that whatever I do is going to, you know, as long as I'm giving it my effort, he's going to step in and help me kind of where I can't, where I can't do it. And so I, um, I feel like that's a big part of it 
too is I don't feel like I have that pressure anymore to succeed. And what's crazy is I feel like this has been, um, you know, this has been the best part of this journey, but now these wonderful things are happening and I'm enjoying them. And, um, and truly I am doing what I love. So I think when you, when you can find something that you love doing that, it shows in that too. But I would say that's kind of, um, you know, what's been so great about this journey. Mm, thank you. Oh, that reminds me of the quote, we feel weak when we're relying on our own strength. Yes. So always I just, love that. <laughs> I'm like actually writing that down. Like, Great. <laughs> I always remember that. I'm like, why do I feel tired or why do I feel weak? Oh, I think I'm, I have to shoulder it myself. That's right. Yes. Okay. It's not about me. Let's, let's offer this up because life is not, it's yes. not always easy, right? It's, it's, but it makes you stronger. What's not easy makes you so much stronger. So, um, I want to know what does it really look like to make this goal happen? Okay. So you had this idea of this book, like, okay, I, I feel so inspired. This is what I want to do. This is what's going to pull me out of here. Here's how I'm going to spend my time. And it really helps me wake up and give me purpose to help other people. But what does that, what does it really look like? What are the tough moments? How do you get through them to the other side? So, wow. Well, can I tell you a little bit about the cookbook process? Would yes. you care? Just because I would I, love anyone it. out there, because so, you know, this opportunity came um, kind of out of nowhere. An editor from a publishing company emailed me and said, would you want to write a book? Of course, I was like, this is amazing. Yes. Well, then kind of the catch came because anyone that's wrote a cookbook, you normally get two years. That's about what time it takes. And they were like, we want you to write a cookbook, but we want it to publish next year. So you have five months to cook 125 recipes. And I'm thinking, I've never done this before. This is crazy. I had to, you know, doing all the pictures. And so I almost said no, Lori. That's what's crazy is I mm. almost said no out of fear. Mm. So anyone listening, I want to encourage you that, you know, if you're thinking, you know, this could be the right opportunity for me or you have a door that's open, but yet it's so scary. I'm just encouraging you to push through and do it because it kind of goes back to that quote. It was one of those moments where I said, you know what, I know that I can't physically do this, but I'm going to, if this is truly an opportunity that I'm supposed to take on, I know that, you know, I'm going to have the grace to get it finished and to see it through. So I said, yes, signed up for it. And out of my little kitchen, I was cooking three to four recipes a day. I'd wake up at five, wouldn't go to bed till 730. Well, we wouldn't get finished till 730 or eight. And then I would, you know, obviously had my son and get him ready for bedtime and stuff. But it was a five month process. All the pictures, you know, I took um, with the help of a wonderful photographer that's part of my team. We took them out of my tiny kitchen um, and we'd have to wait for that perfect sunlight because it's all about the lighting with those food picks. And um, it, it was definitely the most challenging thing I've ever done. And it, it was so much hard work, but it's the, it, you know, it's been by far the most rewarding thing that I've ever accomplished. So I would say that it's, um, it's scary. Most days I was, I was scared to death, um, you know, not knowing if I'd be able to do it. But um, and it was a lot of hard work. But I love this uh, this thought that's been in with that's been kind of in my spirit is that you know there's nowhere where we're ever required to be fearless. There's nothing that says that we won't have fear. But when we want to accomplish something, what is required is that we show up every day, and that's what I think that myself and my team did. We showed up every day, and we're just so proud of of this little cookbook. Oh my gosh. Well, you should be. And anyone who grabs it will, <laughs> will see exactly why. And it's going to be one of your favorites. Um, yeah, I, uh, there, there's a Richard Branson quote that I'm totally going to slaughter, but you'll love that one too. It's about if an opportunity comes to you and you don't know how to do it, just say yes and learn along the way because 
It's the only way that anything gets done. Like it's the only way. So you guys listening, it's like, what was she going to do to get ready for a cookbook? Write a cookbook? No, you have to just, (laughs) (laughs) the only way to get ready is to, she just said yes and realized that she's not doing it on her own. It's like, I always say that like all of these, whether it's earth angels or different things coming, it's just (laughs) all these people are going to appear in your life. Um, who are going to help you along the way, but you have to be open. It's a faith practice for a reason. It's because every day is a practice and a test of your faith to see. So, um, Brooke, how do you avoid, um, basically just extremes in your life? Like, do you ever get tempted to just like leap into things that are, you know, whether it's, uh, something with transformation with your body, or I know you work with a lot of women and I know it's so tempting out there with everything, you know, all the information, how do you kind of cut through it all? You know, yes, I think that there are a lot of extremes out there, especially in the fitness and the health industry, a lot of, you know, fad diets, extreme diets. But one, I always do try to take it back. I think, um, and you probably can comment about this, having been in the fitness industry and competing and stuff, we kind of know those extremes and we also know um, the outcomes and that it's far better to to avoid the extremes and just really focus on this – balanced lifestyle. So I think that word is key is just, it's a balance. And that's really how I try to live my life every day. Um, it's just all about that balance, whether it's, you know, in my health and fitness and taking care of myself or giving health advice to other women, or even just, you know, being a mom and a business owner and and taking on some, some of these other projects, like just all trying to keep everything, um, living it balanced and then just keeping perspective, um, on my life is key as well, because, um, I think when you have a good perspective, um, that, you know, life's going to go on, it's not the end of the world. Um, that kind of helps me, um, stay, you know, make sure that I don't fall into those extremes too. Mm, I love that. Um, Brooke. Okay. So I truly believe that when people just follow their happiness, that's when we really start to get all the blessings that flow into our life. And I think a lot of people are chasing, um, the body or they're chasing the house or the man or the bag or whatever that thing is that they think is going to add happiness to their life. So what is it? Cause it sounds to me like you really just focused on getting out of, you know, that mindset that you were in before, like the world crashing down on you. What is it that makes you happy and how does that affect everything in your world? Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I have to take it back to my faith. I mean, that is the center of my life. And that's truly why I feel like I'm here. That's my purpose. And so, you know, I think what I, um, you know, enjoy doing and what one of my gifts are, are, you know, is in the health and fitness industry and cooking and, you know, in the space that I'm in. But even with that, I mean, what makes me happiest is when I can one give God the glory and really tie it back into my purpose, which I think is living for him. That does truly make me the happiest. And so I feel so fortunate that one, I'm not afraid to say that anymore. I have a boldness to, you know, to really say that I love doing health and fitness, but I also have the spiritual side and I can tie those two things together. And I think, um, you know, I am now 
you know, living out what this can look like because before I was so afraid to tell my story. And I think now getting to share it and you giving me this opportunity is kind of, um, you know, just encouraging me to keep doing this because um, I would, I, I guess I'm saying that because I was, I was so afraid to connect those two because that's what really makes me the happiest now. Mm, well, it's funny. It's, I think there's so many things we look at someone and we're like, oh, she's health and fitness and she does this or she's, you know, she's an author or she does this, but we are so multifaceted. And when I'm talking to all of these people, no matter where um, they've become successful in life, it has to do with food, faith, wellness, happiness. It's all, it's all the same because we have to make sure, um, someone had said it was like visiting four rooms. We have to make sure we visit every single room. So whichever room, you know, it's like, it's like faith, health, um, mindset, whatever, what, whatever those four rooms, um, were, I'm kind of messing that up, but it was so brilliant because throughout the day you have to visit these four different areas in order to feel completely complete because we are so multifaceted. So if we think it's just one thing that's making us happy, a lot of times we're going to be completely lacking in another area. So I just liked thinking about it that way, like visiting each room for a little bit during the day. Like, have I visited that room yet? Cause if I haven't, I might feel a little bit empty or, you know, maybe that, that, um, faith is going to wane throughout the day. So I love that. And everything that you said, it really, you really take it back to, your faith and the practice of that, because that's where you are. So that's where it's really so rooted is it's what we're thinking. What are we relying on? Where are we getting our strength from? So I loved, love, love hearing that because I think when we talk about it too, um, it strengthens us. And when we talk about our stories, they really lose their power. So was that something for you, like getting it out there? How long did it take you to get that story out there? Who did you confide in at first in order to, um, you know, even, even just people wise, what's a safe place? place maybe if people have something they just need to share or ask for help where would you say well so Lori actually I did not share this story um so this happened in 2011 and it was actually just a few months ago was the first time that I told the story because that's how fearful I was and I I don't know if um I was afraid of I think obviously what others would think but I think I was you know, very shy in letting, um, because at this point, you know, the, the website had gained a large following and we had a lot of, um, people commenting. And I think I was so afraid to let other women see my vulnerability, you know, that I had went through this dark place and that I had been so broken. And I just didn't know what to expect really. I didn't, I was like, well, they stopped following me if they've seen that I haven't been this, you know, uh, I guess more like perfect, happy person. Mm-hmm. And I, and that terrified me, Lori. But I will tell you that it was it was really scary. I, I spoke, you know, I shared it on um, the website and I started speaking about it publicly. And it has been the best thing that I could have ever done because I think it's allowed me to connect with so many women on such a deeper level because I, we there's, there's so many of us that have went through difficult circumstances. And to be able to share them and talk about them and see that, great, amazing things can come from those places, I think is so encouraging. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that. I can so relate because I think for a long time, you know, especially coming from a fitness background, I just felt like I needed to always appear perfect and be perfect. And it wasn't until, you know, and I wasn't connecting. I was like, why do I feel lonely? I have all these people in my life, but I'm not connecting truly deeply. And it's because we can only connect on the level in which we're willing to get vulnerable. And it's like, 
knowing that or or you sharing what you're going through, people can finally say, wow, me too. This is the real stuff that I'm really going through, not the surface stuff that I'm trying to show you what my life looks like. So, you know, in helping so in doing that, it helps so many people. And not only that, it helps you. It helps you truly be like, this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going. So I can only imagine what so many people were doing, you know, because I think sometimes they put people, um, you know, looking at you, honestly, I'm just going to be really honest. They, they'll put you on a pedestal, um, because they think it has to be perfect like that. And then sometimes they fall short because they're only seeing the perfection. So allowing them to see that they can have this life, they can follow this dream because it's not perfect. And this is what it's going to look like. And here's what you can still do despite the fact, right? So that is so beautiful. I feel so honored that you were on here or or that you're on here and that you shared that too, because I think it's just going to give people that, um, you know, that push to get out and do what they want, no matter what it is, no matter what they're afraid of, no matter if they're afraid of not looking perfect or not. So Brooke, where can we find, like, where can I follow you and where can I find your book? Yes. So you can find more information about the blog at skinnymom.com. And you can also find more information about me on social media, um, at skinny mom. And then the book is now available wherever books are sold. Mm. That's so exciting. Yes. Is it so cool? Okay. So, so I need to know this because I'm writing a book, but I really want to know, have you like walked into a, like a Barnes and Noble and seen it on the shelf yet? And what did you feel like? Oh, it was okay. So just get ready, Lord. It's going to be the craziest thing ever. <laughs> Seeing it on the shelves. One, I mean, I obviously started crying because I'm an emotional person. So I just cry, you know, um, I'm a female. And so I cry <laughs> happy tears um, of joy. But then, um, and then I have, you know, of course you have to take a couple selfies with it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have to like savor that moment, right? Those first moments, because we know that we're going to see you plenty of more times, but it's always that first time that is like, wow, like you can't even, you fathom it because I know that you probably envisioned it because that's how you get there, right? You have to, you you have have to to see it. it. So, so is that what you would envision? Would you kind of like when you were doing your visualizations before the book came out or if you do that or not, um, what, what would you do like beforehand? I mean, yes, I definitely had written down, you know, where I would want it to be. Um, but I think even in your visions, just get ready, ladies, like put it down, write it down. It's going to be so much better when you see it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so amazing. Okay. Last, last questions. Okay. So you are on an elevator and you only have 10 floors and someone asks you, what should I do with my life in order to be happy? How do I make myself happy? What would you say? Oh, by far, I would say, do you know Jesus? And if you don't, let me tell you about him. Um, and, and that would be it. I mean, because that's who I live my life for. Oh, beautiful. Favorite food? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. <laughs> hands <Yes>. down. <laughs> yes. Favorite recipe in your book? Oh, Southern shrimp and grits. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And last one, perfect day. Describe your perfect day. Oh, perfect day, I would say, is with my son, um, just hanging out at the park. And we try to do this a lot. We probably would go to the zoo, and then we would stop at this favorite little place to get ice cream called Sweet Frogs, and we'd hang out. And then I'd probably invite my family over. Like, those are my people. Just Mm. anything with my people I love. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm coming over. Okay, (laughs) Brooke, I am so grateful that you came on and that you just shared so many amazing tips with everybody. 
Well, thank you, Lori. This has been such an honor. And thank you for allowing me to share my story. Oh, I just feel blessed to have caught up. And honestly, I can, I'm going to take a million notes from this. So you guys, if you loved this episode of Earn Your Happy, please make sure that you share it with a friend or somebody in need, maybe going through the same thing that Brooke's gone through. And until next time, you guys, earn your happy. Have the best day. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. 
and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so 
you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.